Hey guys, and welcome to Appliance Alliance Podcast. I am your host with the most equipment, Zach Ryder, and I am here at the Brand Source Convention. This is our second podcast from there, um, final day of the convention. Super great time. Uh, just met so many amazing business leaders. Um, you guys have already seen the podcast with Samurai, probably. Um, if not, if I didn't put it out, that podcast will be coming back, but just learned a ton, met a lot of business owners. And so today's episode, um, I really want to talk about business. That's one of the things that we've been trying to help you guys with is growing the business. And what does that look like? And I don't have all this money. How can I do a business? So we're going to dig into that with today's guest. Um, his name is Timothy or Tim Gianelli. Um, he's out of California and Man, we just we hit it off at dinner, and uh, I knew I had to have you on the podcast to talk business. Well, so, thank t- you. tell thank us you. a little bit about yourself, Tim. So, uh, I I'm 38 years old. Um, I'm in Sacramento, California. We own a small appliance store. Uh, we also own a heat and air company that services the greater Sacramento area. Um, I've been doing the heat and air for about 20 years now. Um, we've been doing the appliance stuff for. Well, my family's been doing service for about 41 years, but I've owned the appliance store for about nine years now. Uh, we started out of uh, a little 1,200 square foot hole in the wall. Um, earlier before on camera, we were talking. Um, my family is in the service industry, and the company my dad was tied to, um, the owner passed away. And when my, the owner passed away, the, the company closed. The, the kids were in their late 70s. They sold the property. Exactly. And so um, at the same time, um, one of my family members, we had, a, we had a car accident. And we got a, a settlement check for the truck. It was like $7,700. And at the time, my heat and air company is doing pretty good. But the plans didn't exist. And we were trying to save my dad's company. So we... Uh, me and my parents partnered, and uh, we opened a 1,200-square-foot used, all-used um, appliance store. And so we had no new. I didn't really know anything about selling new. We just knew how to sell used. And basically, I did like most beginners. Um, we got on Craigslist, and we got on, you know, now I have Marketplace and offer up, But back then, it was, yeah, it was Craigslist back then. And we started buying used product what I can find my hands on for 25, 50 bucks. And uh, we would go through, we'd clean them, we would fix them, and then we would put them together and uh, um, put them on the floor and sell them. And then because we're in the service side of it, I've got some really good buddies that work for like part places. And one of my good buddies, um, he's, he sold parts since he was a kid, since he was like 18. So I convinced him um, at the same paycheck to stop working for the company he was at, come work for us and uh, run my parts counter and basically run the store. Um, so we, we, it cost us more money for our sign to get the name on the building than we actually had parts on the floor originally. Um, now we're a lot bigger. We've been in it about nine years now. Um, brand Source, as you know, but maybe your guests don't know, Brand Source is a buying group. It allows a bunch of members um, all over the country, small mom and pops, the bigger mom and pops come together as a group um, so that we can actually um, 
we can buy. There's power in the group. There's power in the group. I mean, and and so that's what we talk about in our Appliance Alliance group as well as in the podcast is that there's power in the group. As a big group, you have that purchasing power. You have that power to fight back against manufacturers, stuff like that. Um, Another big thing for me, um, education. I mean, yesterday was an education day. The day before that was um, product education. So you're going from one product manufacturer to the next, just learning about their new products and how it works. And then the next day, they're bringing in people from all over, from culture to marketing. Were you in any of the service training meetings? Yeah. So there was a lot of knowledge. I mean, so like if you think you have problems, you should. I mean, I've never heard so many 40 truck, 30, 50 truck companies like in my life. And you're hearing these guys talking about the stuff that they're dealing with. And, and it's universal. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It, it really is just universal absolutely. from the smallest one man shop to, you know, 40 truck. We're all dealing with the same yeah. kind of things. Well, and, well, a lot of the things going on right now is talking about hiring a tech. So I was a one man guy in a van. Um, I had a helper when I needed them. And then I was able to eventually hire a full time helper on my heat and air side. And then um, now the appliances, we're, we're doing the service on the appliances and we're doing service on the heat and air and we're trying to find those techs. And then like you were talking about here is when you find a tech, how do you train a tech? Now, as a small business owner, which isn't just about techs, techs are just a small piece of the pie. And me being a tech, I, I love what I do because I love going to somebody's house I love finding the problem. I love fixing the problem. Being a business owner to me is also another side of me. It's like another hat. You're just putting another hat on. Um, I want you guys to hear that real quick. Like I really want to highlight that real quick because that that was part of what we were talking about, and that's part of what attracted um, attracted me to you as far as like the business sense. Like sometimes technicians don't make great business owners. Right, most of the time. Most of the time, I, it, it's not. It's not. It's not a common it's not thing. Not that they're a great tech. You could be the best tech in the world. You just don't have the business sense. The operation side of it, correct. But you and I were talking, and and the way that you view it, and that's what I wanted to highlight again. You you just said it. The way that you viewed it, owning a business, you looked at that technical side of owning a business and go, oh, it's just another problem that I have to solve. It's just another puzzle that I have to fix. And so you took your technical mindset, the way that you view the world and looked at business that way. Absolutely. So where I had a big problem was when I became into the appliance world, I we sold used, not a big deal. And I made some deals with some other bigger appliance stores in my area where, hey, I have customers that want a new product and I can't provide it. So let me partner with you. Let me let me send my customer to you direct. You sell the product. And instead of you doing the install, let my team do the install for I can at least make some of the money. And after a while, my sales started growing and I was like, wait, why am I leaving money on the table? So we need to think about a different way of doing this. So I joined Brand Source and I come here and the first my, my first elbow rub in with these guys was in uh, Florida about five years ago. And I realized I don't know shit. I just I don't know a third of what I think I know. So now it's like you need to shut up, pay attention and and go to these classes and start meeting these people and try to figure it out. You know, and we were talking about earlier. You, if you think you're the smartest person in the room, there's one of two problems. Either you're in the wrong room 
or um, you need to change your attitude. Right. Because your attitude has got to be changed because... Stay humble. Absolutely. You you got to realize that you don't know everything and everybody you meet is, a, you know, just for instance, a few seconds ago, a buddy of mine that he's a part of the group and I do business with this other company and he does business with that company and he goes, well, the product you're looking for, you can get to this company. And I'm like, What? I've been doing business with this company for five years and I can get the product that I want through them easier than going direct. I'm like, why didn't I know that? Why didn't my rep say that? Well, because if you don't know what questions to ask, you don't know what the answers are. And so going back to where we were talking about where as a small business owner and multiple hats. So I'm a little bit different than most of my business owners here. These guys work in their business every single day. Now, I do too. I don't work on my business as much as I like, but I work in my business and I work on the service side of it. I'm actually doing the installs of the appliances. I'm doing the actual repairs and I handle that. Um, thank God the team that I've been able to build around me has saved my ass otherwise. Yeah, I want to kind of dig into how you manage to wear all those hats and how you can kind of be in the business and and still manage to do some working on the business, not as much as you want, but you've kind of automated some of these processes. Yes. You were you were showing me. Yes, well, so I'm going to let you tell the story. It is so, amazing. So our reports. Um, I first you got to you got to ask the question: What don't I know? You know what I'm saying? What do I know? And then. How do I make that work for me? So in our small store, I can't be in the service side and in the store at the same time. So, and my, I made you have some, blind spots. Yeah, yeah, and I and I made some I made some big mistakes. The the I trusted when I first took my first store, my friend I was telling you about that came in and ran the store for me. Fantastic guy. We're still great friends. Um, we're still business partners. Um, he's a great guy. But I didn't get any information back. I assumed. Hey, you know this part of the business. You take this part of the business. I'll take this part, and it's going to work. And it didn't. It failed miserably. It wasn't until I hired my first real employee, and I gave her the empower. So I tell my guys, they can cost me $100 for every customer that walks through the door. Now, I literally mean I don't want them to hand $100 to every customer walking to the door. What I mean is if the problem is solvable, and it's under a hundred bucks for them to solve, then solve it. Right. Let them. You let, you empowered them. Exactly. You gave them a let, little bit of power, a little them, leeway. Let them fix the problem. And then my thing is, I asked them why. Why did you make the decision that you made at the time you made it? Well, if you tell me something like, "Hey, I had a thirty-five hundred dollars sale, and they weren't budging on our delivery price, so I gave them the fifty dollars off on delivery." Well, I'm going to pat them on the back. Thank you. You made a $3,000 sale and you cost us a $50 delivery and the customer's happy. The end of the day, it's worth it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. What's the 50 bucks? Yeah. But at the same time, when you look at the other side of that, if they walked in and somebody like, here's your $100, I'd be like, well, why did you just hand them a $100 bill? And they'd, well, then I would have to stop and then I have to teach them why, what, what I would have done differently in their shoes. So that way, the next time we don't have those problems. Now, when it comes to automating my business, I uh, I don't work in the store. So I don't know how many phone calls we get. I don't know how many people walk to the door. I don't know what they're there for. So we started tracking phone calls. We started tracking numbers to the door. And it was very simple. We still do a very simple process. 
every phone in the store has a little tally sheet for the day. And on ours, we put um, phones and we put walk-ins and we put, um, you know, are they there for parts? Um, did the parts sell? Are they there for an appliance, new or used? Did the appliance sell? Are they there for service? Are they there for service for appliances? Are they there for service for HVAC? Um, were we not able to take care of the customers aligned? Because ultimately, there are sometimes people come in, can you fix a vacuum cleaner? I'm sorry, we don't do vacuums. Let me try to get you a person that does. Um, and then so what I started looking at is, let's say you had five people call on the phone asking about an appliance. And I got five people that walked to the door looking to buy appliance. But I only have two appliance sales today. So ultimately, I know, looking at my chart, that we had 12 people or 12 opportunities to make an appliance sell. I only sold two people out of 12. Where did I go wrong? What are we, what are we not doing to capture it? Were they just looking around? Were they just comparing pricing? Did I not have what they needed in stock? Um, so I'm constantly asking myself that question. And we compare those numbers daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. And I get a weekly report now that adds all of those up. And then I get a monthly report and I quarterly and yearly. And so we look at all those numbers and I'm looking at, okay, well, the, when we first started, uh, we were barely making it. We, like I said, we started very, very humble and very, very small. Now we're adding, you know, we're just getting ready in the next two weeks to go from a 1400 square foot location to a 7,000 square foot location. So for us, that's a, a huge, huge change. Jump. Yeah, and we're having problems like everybody else. Staffing right now is a huge issue. Uh, we started hiring months and months ago, and I thought we were going to be in a better position today than we were months and months ago because in those months, we've gone through a lot more people than I would have expected to gone through. They come, they no show, no call. Um, family stuff happens. Uh, another job opportunity happens. There's a lot of reasons. Well, it's California. You're dealing with uh, lockdowns and everything else. Lockdowns happen. Um, the stimulus packages, the money that the government keeps right. giving them to stay home. But I love that so. you're you're tracking the stats of your business. You So even even while you're on the road, I mean, you showed me the pictures that they sent you while you were on the road Correct. of the reports in the morning and the afternoon and stuff like that. So you, you're... you're finger is always on the pulse of your business. You're never out of touch with your business. Without, and that's so important. Without those reports, I would know nothing. So I get I get two reports a day. Um, they're three pages long. And um, the first morning is a, our 10 o'clock appointment. So our store opens is nine to five, six days a week. And at 10 o'clock every morning, I get an email. Okay. At about 10.05, I am on the phone with my entire team. Um, that 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 part of the business deals with because there's multiple teams in different directions, but on that part. And at 10.05, so we have a communication log. And so everything, we don't we don't move forward on our communication log unless you actually highlight that it's done. So our communication log, sometimes they have to condense pages because some of them can be 15 pages long. But anybody that needs something, a service, um, we try to, who is it assigned to? who's tasking it, who's taking care of it. If it's done, we highlight it. But we go over that communication log every morning. It's a three-page log, and it deals with our deliveries. It deals with our warranty issues. It deals with um, outgoing tech problems, like if, we, if we're at somebody's house and we have to go back and reschedule that customer, they get on our communication log. So we're constantly touching that person every morning, 10 o'clock. And then our goal is to get those people off that list. 
Do I have to make a phone call? Do we have to ship apart? What do we got to do? Get them off that loss. At the end of the day is my closing log. Now on our closing log, again, it has a new delivery log on it. So if the appliance is sold today, um, it tells me like a TBT to be determined. Um, or is it assigned to me? Is it assigned to um, Thomas? Who's it going to be assigned to? Who's going to take care of that delivery? Did the customer pick the appliance up themselves? So name, address, phone number. It's on that log. Tons of data. Tons, tons of and data. tons of data. But, but you can see it at a glance almost, right? right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wish I could show the viewers. But real. so our tills, how much money is in our till, right. opening, closing. Um, everybody knows that marketing online today is so, so important. So we track our podium. We track uh, Yelp, Google, all Everywhere your leads are coming from, where your reviews Correct. are coming from. And then do we answer them? Right. So if I had two Google reviews today, yeah, I I better I like I tell my staff I better see two here and I better see two here because yeah, did you re- answer? Yeah, we responded. Right. And then I still constantly, um, one of the things I did that's better for me that I learned from some other podcast is figuring out a day of a month that you do the same task regardless. Um, it becomes process. It becomes routine, yeah. and then. So we set goals. Um, I, I learned from a, another um, YouTube thing called Alux okay. and how to do goal and goal mastery. And um, I have a list and it is a mile long and we continue to add mile long things to it. And that, that list for me, I put a timeline. So it's a daily task, whatever task it is. And some are 15 minute tasks, some are eight hour tasks, some are four hours last. My goal for me every single day is I have to do one task off that list. And you can't do all the 15-minute tasks because then you won't have any 15-minute tasks left. So I have to go, okay, before I can go to sleep today, I have to do a task. There's 365 days in a year. There's 365 tasks I will complete this year. Right. Some are eight hours, some are 15 minutes, some are five minutes, but I got to do those. And then on top of that, I try to set a day. Um, The 19th of every month for me is my credit day. I check my credit every 19th. I compare it every 19th, every 19th. I spend about an hour and a half on every 19th just doing credit. Keeping the pulse on I, I, everything. So as a small business owner, credit is becoming more and more important to us. Um, you know, We were talking about techs. Um, I spend three days a month um, on techs. And what I mean by that is we... Um, depending on where we are with our techs and our hiring process and how many people we hired. Um, like I was telling you before, we, uh, I, I don't drive anymore. Very, very rarely do I drive anymore. Um, I put a new tech in the truck with me and they shadow me and depending on their skill level, it could be a week. I've had some techs that it's a year and a half. It just depends on what department that I'm putting them in, but they drive me. I want to talk about your time in the truck with them. Okay. Um, it, it's twofold. So, right. Yes. Like, so it's, you're, you know, you want to see how they're, they act in the truck and stuff like that. That's a big part of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So if, for example, let's say I was going to hire you, you're, you're a seasoned tech, but let's say you've got say a year for another company under your belt. I am, I will never ask my guys to do anything I wouldn't do. And we were talking to another one of your podcasts that you did earlier. Um, they do training. And I told him, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up and I'm going to be the first one that goes through training. 
and, and, and they're like, well, and I've done, I've been a tech for 20 years, but it's, I will never ask my guys to do something that I have not done myself. So I will go through that training myself. I'm sure I'm going to learn a ton, but this way, when I ask my techs to do it, or I give my techs a timeline to do it, that I know to set reasonable expectations. You bring the example. Yeah, exactly. The other side of this though, and, and you're kind of hitting on it, but you're pouring into yourself as a business owner. So you're talking about my books. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you you have to, you can, so I'm going to, I'm going to say the phrase and I'm going to let you explain, like, this is where that real connection came in. You cannot fill a cup from an empty pitcher. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you are empty, you can't fill or train or teach anyone else. So I'm a tornado. At least that's what my staff calls me. I think I gave you the explanation the other night at dinner about um, being a firefighter. Okay. So go back to the truck thing. I ride around in the truck every day and we spend anywhere from 8 to 14, 15 hours in a truck. And my guys are normally doing most of the driving. And so we listen to Audible. Um, I listen to two books a week. I listen to one book. It's called The Richest Man of Babylon by George S. Clayton. It's a four-hour audible book. I listen to that book every single week. Clockwork. Actually, I was listening to it earlier this afternoon. And I've listened to this book hundreds of times, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands by now. But I still, every week, I listen to it. And then I pick one book I know nothing about and whatever... Whatever intrigues me this week, basically, I've got a huge, huge playlist on Audible, um, and I listen to that book, and I read that book. Well, I don't read; they read to me, and I try to pick out what I can learn. And I'm taking notes as I'm driving, and I'm actually not only educating myself; I am forcing the guy that's driving me to educate himself. They get bored all the time. I, I, I love I love this so much. Like I'm I just forcing them to listen. I love the way that you view like. Um, educating yourself and empowering your people and educating your people. I'm only I mean, as good like, as they are, dude. Yeah. I am, I am only as good as my people are. Yeah. And so I listen to books, like I said, every week. And um, that, man, there's so many books I can give you guys a whole list, but that that has changed my life. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a, the, the first book I ever listened to on, on Audible, was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I was like, oh my God, this book. Like changed my way of thinking. And then I, so then that got me hooked. And then I started listening to myself and then we started adding drivers. Um, and then I, for me, I do email. Um, I run two companies cause my heat and air company and my appliance store are actually two separate, separate companies. Yeah. Um, we were one company, but I had problems where Google with branding they don't when, like it. Well, when people, especially now. Yeah. Well, for us, yeah, people would. So the advertising money you spend on Google for paid per click, HVAC is like $35 a click. Appliances might be $2 a click. Right. I don't know the exact numbers. That's for them. But the reality of it is when I have somebody calling for an appliance service and they're calling the heat and air side, that might have just cost me $30. And I'm like, this is not working. So we rebranded last year and I brought on a partner. Um, but that, that separation is where we got the two business separated. Cause I was heating air long before I was ever an appliance guy. And then, so we talked about not only training them, but I really wanted to go back if it's okay 
go back to the firefighter thing. I so the firefighter thing for us, I I talk about empowering my people. I tell them that every one of us is a firefighter in a different capacity. So my frontline defense, they have a fire extinguisher. So if they can put the fire out and deal with that fire with that fire extinguisher, then put the fire out. Okay. And then the next one would be like my management staff, the guys that run teams, um, team leaders. And again, I'm an owner, but I'm just another team leader. I, I'm just, I, I belong to a bigger team and I'm just a team leader. That's all I am. Um, Cause without my team, I am absolutely nothing. I give my team leads a fire hose. And then I tell like the guys on my store, I am the helicopter. I am, there is going to be a mess. I, I am, I am, I am just going to destroy this place. No matter what the problem is, because I'm the last line of defense. If, if I can't put the fire out, the whole damn building is going to burn to the ground. And so I give them a fire extinguisher. They have the power. I give them a water hose. It still ain't working. I come in and I just dump gallons and gallons and gallons of water on this place. And then I go, okay, you guys clean this shit up. Have a nice day. Figure it out. I love that. And he, so we're standing as he's telling this story and he just like starts walking away. He's like, I'm out. That's, that's, <laughs> that's that, the tornado. That's the tornado. That's one of my staff. Yeah. And these conventions, my, my, my team love conventions, but at the same time they hate them because I'll learn all. I'm very keen about the three action points. So there, I've learned so much in the last three days here at this event, but what three key things can I grab today and take back to our store and try to implement in the next week and then over the next month and over the next quarter? Now, we already have we've, – we've tried. Now, in the beginning when I first started my businesses, I didn't have any of this. Don't don't get it. Don't get it twisted. It's a while to build I, I I didn't. Yes, I I didn't. I didn't get three reports a day. We didn't do two sessions a day when we first started. Um, my, my first reports came out of need. So well, it it generally the things yeah. that you do well, the things that you you know, I, I I've been sharing with you all weekend the pain points, and we won't dig into it, but the pain points that I'm going through and and going forward, like where the processes are in place and they came out of pain points. They came out of blind spots. Let's talk about being broke. I was broke. Okay. And I hired a girl. um, Her name was Lisa. And a customer comes in, orders a part. Okay. So customer orders a $200 part. It's $200 part. You think not a big deal. Okay. Well, some days that's a big deal. And so they would order a part back in the beginning. And then my staff would go ahead and process an order for that customer can have their part tomorrow because we didn't have it on the shelf. Well, now that's $200 that comes out of my account right then and there. And so I was having issues where, man, they can run, you know, 50 parts today. And I don't know how much money is coming out of my account tomorrow. And it's linked directly to my account. So then we started having problems with NSFs. Right. Which then costs you more money. $35 a whack. $35 a whack. And so that was my first report was like, okay, listen, if you guys are going to spend my money on a daily basis, great. I'm okay. We got you. That's how we run our business. But I need to know at the end of the day how much money that it came out. Because if I do need to move money from another account or a savings account to put into the, the general business account to cover this tomorrow, then I need to do that. But with somebody else spending your money for you, you're if they're like, not reporting, you don't know. You have no idea. So that was one of the first things with the reports was 
what are we spending the day? What do we make today? And then how is it made? Is it done to a credit card, debit card? Is it cash? Because now I know that well, most credit card people know if you're going to take your, X amount of time to get here, or I have it, it right now. So yeah. I, so it helps me. And so those reports that I get, I was showing you that, that it's how I run my business. It's like I said, pulse. It's how I keep my pulse. I'm not in the store every hour of every day. How do I know what's going on? Why do we track phone calls? Why do we track walk-ins? What department are they there for? Why do I track the money? Why do I track a communication log? All of those things is because I don't want bad reviews. So we track reviews, okay? And your communication log is completely hooked to your reviews because if you don't have good follow-up, your customers are upset at you. And you know, as a small guy, especially when you're when I was a beginner and you're a one truck, and I, I had one truck, just me, and then I had a helper. And I was answering the phones. I was doing the service work. Things I, slip through the cracks oh, then, for man. sure. You got all these balls in here, and you're just trying to juggle these things. I and get then, hit in the head. Yeah, right? And, and you're just... And then they're hitting the ground, and you're trying to pick them up. But as you're picking them up, you're dropping other ones. And then you're like, I'm not only losing dimes and nickels, I'm losing dollars because... You don't know some of these balls are very valuable. Some of them are not very valuable. And in business, so I tell people all the time, we go into business for two reasons, people and money and people first. Okay. If you take care of people, the money will come. You take care of your staff. Your staff will be there. You know, they cut, we're moving into a new store. So my guys have been running roughly 95 hours a week for the last six weeks and you're like 95 hours, you know, in the overtime in California and this and that, um, a lot of my staff have been volunteering time. They know that I can't afford to pay them for 95 hours. And they know that me and my wife and my mom and dad or my brother are painting walls and laying carpet on the new floor and they're just showing up, you know, Hey, buy me dinner. We'll be here the next six hours. We're going to help you paint Um, because they believe in the company. Well, that's because we believe in them. I get a a little emotional over it because they- uh, That's all right. That's all right. Man, we don't have a big staff. We we are, (laughs) we're 14 people short right now. There are 14 direct categories that I need to hire for. We need delivery people. We need technicians. We need all small people. I need people on sales floor. I need a part person. I need a warehouse person. I mean, we're just, we are down on people. So people is, and again, you start taking care of your people. They actually start bringing you good people too. And then there's a balancing act though. How You're wearing so many hats in the field and you're doing this and that. How do you train them? Well, like I was telling you, we brought in for the first time last year, I opened an office and started having somebody answer those phone calls. Because before that, 20 years, I've been answering the phone calls and doing the scheduling myself. Now, finally, last year, I hired a girl to, well, she's my sister-in-law, um, to answer her phone. But I live in California. She's out of Texas. Um, so she spent two weeks in the truck with me. Learning how to do the job. I drove that time. <laughs> I just want to point that out. I I drove because she was answering phones and we did the speakerphone on the truck and um I took you know we put everything on speakerphone and we hit the hold button a lot and she would 
not in the very beginning, she didn't know how to answer the question. So we put it on hold. I would give her the answer and kind of coach her through. Um, some conversations I had to just jump in. Um, I do have certain clients. So I do believe in the um, 20-80 rule. And 20% of my clients produce 80% of my results um, and vice versa. And so I have, like, I was, you know, I have probably 800 people on my phone that call me direct, even though we have an office. Um, that's kind of like my VIP list. There are some of our property management companies. Uh, there are some of our clients that have been around for 20 years. They call us for anything and everything. And we're their, their first phone call. Even right. if I don't do the service, they still call us to see who we would use in their home because they trust us. And so I still answer those. Those are my VIPs. Um, and I try to treat every customer that way. But now that Brittany's taken over for me, she's... But how do you teach somebody? And I don't know. So the only way I know how to do it is hands-on, get in there. And I don't really want to manage people. But at the same time, if I don't see you do it, I have a hard time trusting that you can do it. And I'm so concerned as we grow that I'm going to lose that personal touch to my customers. I really... I think it comes in from culture. I mean, so so were you in the leadership did you did you check out the leadership track with? Unfortunately, I'm a board member now okay. of Packrim, so they we have responsibilities there. So I I can't. It's one of the things that it's the down one of the downfalls because I'm volunteering time, which I rub elbows with some great guys, but I don't get to go all of the training sessions that I used to really go to all of them. So the leadership track, um, I'm strong, we're strong, right? Okay, and we're strong together. Absolutely. And it, it's uh he's a consultant that works with uh Alabama, the the college. Oh, okay. And uh phenomenal. I mean just phenomenal way of thinking about it, but empowering your people, building those processes, right? And building that culture. And it sounds like the culture that you've built. So I, you know, just kind of addressing your fear. If the way that you built your culture, I don't think you're going to have a problem. Because well, you're you that culture is ingrained in every single one of your employees that you care, which means they in turn care about. So I was raised, if your car breaks down, right? We were taught it isn't if your car is going to get fixed. We were taught who's going to get there fastest to help fix the car. And so... And a lot of aspects we go above and beyond. Uh, one of our employees, I bought him a car. Now, people think, oh, you buy your employee a car. It was a $1,000 hoopty, but it got him from point A to point B. And it was better than what they had at the time. Um, her husband got a job out of town and they only had one vehicle. And so they they didn't, she lost her car. And I was going to lose an employee over it ultimately. Right. Um, and I needed somebody with a small, with a very small staff. I need somebody that shows up every day. Because I can't run the store and take care of my service customers right. at the same time. Um, so I bought a car. I mean, so I I just, the things that I keep hearing you say, it's it's about building process, right? Absolutely. So once you've built these processes, and some of it comes from pain points, some of it comes from talking to other guys and hearing, you know, guys and gals and hearing the way that they do things. Okay, yep. so you got process. You have leading by example, Right. I'm not asking oh, you to do I'm something far not, that I'm I. We're not perfect, but we try. Something yeah. I'm yeah. not going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do Ever. myself, right? Yes. Um, caring about people, so like I see these things that you've baked into the culture of your company, 
Um, and each of your employees, I'm sure I haven't talked to any of them, but I'm sure that your employees so, embody. I hope my business partner doesn't see this. I told you about the heat and air. Last year, we took on a business partner and he owns half the company. And um, I hope he doesn't watch, but my uh, my staff that's been with me for a long time um, has no respect for him because he's the kind of guy that wants to point and 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 tell you to do something but he's not you know shit right before we were coming here i was digging a hole with my my people we're we're putting a generator in for a client and i'm down there digging a hole and my partner that's supposed to be on the job site with us is nowhere to be found right um, you got to you got to be in and my there guys see that and yep. so you, you if you're not willing to get in the trenches with your people every day and get spit on and still smile, then how could you ask your guys to get spit on and still smile? That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. And when you talk about processes, I just want you to know that it's my, my three sheets I get a day. <laughs> my wife hates it. I come in, I like scratch this off. I'm like, this is shit. Throw it away. We need to do this. Um, this report we just started, like, you know, we, we don't, we don't track enough. I don't have enough information. Um, like podium, we just took on podium and I'm like, so we're, how many podium things are we answering a day? Have we gotten reviews from podium? How many reviews are we getting? Are we responding back to those views? But when we first put podium on our review thing, it was like, we just put podium. Now it's like there's More data. five boxes on there. And I'm like, at the end of the day, somebody still has to do it. So you have to make sure that whatever you're tracking is very important to you and it has to do something with a goal or growth if because i mean data in its own isn't worth nothing if you don't have a purpose of that data and that's why we've grown our communication logs is you have to say okay this is important to us and understand that that can change because what was important to us a month ago is not important not necessarily to important today. today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to have you give us a final thought for the audience because I know we're getting towards oh, the end of the time, and I don't want you to I don't want you time. to miss your uh, your flight. flight. You're flying out today, so get what what are what's a major wrap up? Uh, one point, two points, whatever for the audience as far as you know. A lot of these are business owners. What what's What's your biggest takeaway or what's your biggest piece of advice that you give to all business owners? Um, or something that's impacted you? So Audible has changed my life. Um, listening and um, applying books has changed my life. Um, the Richest Man in Babylon, the book I told you about, um, has changed my life. I didn't. I was never raised in a family that understood credit, um, that didn't understand the, the value of saving, um, I would tell you the most important thing that I would tell everybody is if you don't learn daily, weekly, monthly, then you're going nowhere. Um, you need to, I mean, Audible's free at first and most people have Prime these days, so it even comes freer. But really get into a, something that you want to know about and it'll take you to another place that you didn't even know that was even out there to get. But Definitely. You're already listening to podcasts. If right. you listen to this podcast, then you obviously are YouTube or whatever. You're already starting to do that. But man. Continue to pour into yourself. Yeah. Get into a book because man, they're, YouTube videos are great. I, I watch a lot of them. 
um, in the truck. But there's nothing that the the stuff you're watching the YouTube videos today is learned from people that did it a, that actually have done it. So you know, I read books about Henry Ford, the Rockefellers. Um, you just find a book, get into it. Um, my last book I just finished was Atlas Shrugged by Iron Rand. It's a phenomenal book about capitalism and socialism. Um, I mean, you just educate yourself and just keep moving and keep pushing. And you're going to want to quit. And the one thing that keeps striking me in my mind, we talked about going from a one technician to being a business owner. If you're on the fence of becoming a business owner or a technician, some of the best technicians in the world should stay technicians in the world. The reality of that is I'm not saying don't start a business or start something because there is a, a rainbow on the other side. There is a cookie jar on the other side of that. But it takes logistics. It takes a bunch of other stuff that you have to put in play. And what I would tell you is before you ju- take the jump, yes, I want you to start. But if you're going to take that jump, really, really start reading some books about business. Profit first. Um I mean, there's a whole list of books you can, you know, start reading about, you know, Gary, you start learning about different processes because yes, our technicians, my technicians that have worked with me for a long time, they go, man, they're making a killing, but they don't realize business is boring. Insurance, having to meet with your insurance guys and sit down with them and the putting out fires. And, 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 oh yeah. It just, there's a lot of behind the scenes crap that goes on that not a lot of people realize. I love my passion is not business. My passion is fixing problems. And business is a huge freaking ongoing problem in multiple directions. So it's the passion of fixing problems for me that makes me love business so incredibly. I love business because every day is something new to me. Every problem, you know, if I'm fixing a customer's furnace, or I'm fixing, you know, an my, issue with a yeah. My girl cust- didn't show up today. Yeah. you know how I fix up. It's every every day is a problem. That's so. awesome. Well, I want to thank you for your time uh, so. again, Tim Tim Gianelli Gianelli's uh, appliance out in California. Um, thank you for coming on, and you guys, you heard why. I wanted him on the podcast. He matches everything that we're continually trying to tell you. And here's a guy that's out there grinding just like us and 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 making things happen. Well, I hope so. I didn't get off track too many times. This is my <laughs> first podcast, everybody. Um, so, but no, thank you, Zach, for it we was, appreciate it was, you, man. It was so a pleasure meeting you, man. I I I know that the future for both of us is going to grow together because I actually. Um, like I said, I downloaded your podcast the other night. I've been watching some videos. I've actually been learning from you. So um, we love it. Yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's, it's going to awesome. be it's going to be crazy. And next week when I get back, I'll be watching a whole lot more. I'll have more time in a truck. Here we go. So, Appliance Alliance Podcast signing off. <laughs>